Hello, beautiful soul. Thank you so much for joining once again. Today we have Austin back on the show. <laughs> and we will be talking about what this whole uh, quarantine has been like for us and the big, big shift and, and paradigm shift that has happened in our lives. Uh, so please do listen, do send us a message at the end. We love hearing from you. Enjoy this episode. Here's to a wonderful, wonderful Saturday. We finally got out of the house today. Yay! Yay! We walked around El Tauno Chinito, <laughs> aka a Chinatown here in KL. That's Malaysia. Yeah, Malaysia. And it was an interesting experience because, of course, there was nobody around, but more so because we were doing more than we have probably in the last month and a half. Mm-hmm. We've just been being... For the last 45 days, and we wanted to talk today about how impactful stillness has been. Just stillness and the the beingness of being inside and and slowing everything down and the aspects of creating your own borders when you don't have the physical the physical borders to define what mental space you're in like as soon as you leave the apartment door and go to the office you're in work mode but when you come back you know you have your sacred space once all those barriers are just completely gone and you only have one physical space to be in just as we only have one physical body now it's not up to the environment to change your thought process it's up to you you have to be in control and i think that's one of the biggest things that i noticed from this quarantine is how much more awareness and how much more control that i have to adjust my inner world when the outer world doesn't adjust at all. Olivia, welcome to my show. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I do feel welcomed. Cheers to that. Mm. I think the biggest thing for me has been just seeing the evolution on a mental level and the level of resistance that has dissolved for me towards the end. Well, hopefully this is towards this the end. This is the end! But seriously, I think that when it first happened, when we went into lockdown first, there was a, a period of uh, kind of disbelief, you know, like, is this really happening? Is this necessary? Even like this resistance of like, no, people are crazy. This is over the, over the top. Like, it's not necessary. And then realizing, oh, actually, it is a thing. And okay. First, I was afraid. I was petrified. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Can I get the show back then? <laughs> and so through the weeks... Um, how the resistance has melted and you know it went from disbelief to then being like oh this is kind of cool look we can work from home we always wanted to work from home to to like oh well okay this is kind of boring and just the whole um, yeah the whole uh, spectrum trip or journey journey actually that it has been and for me as you are saying as well it's been a lot of an introspective journey because much like you say when there is not so much to do on the outside. Um, what to do, you know? What can you do when, <laughs> when there's nothing to do? So for me, it has been eye-opening to sit and to welcome stillness and to say, okay, well, I wanted to, you know, improve my meditation practice. This is the time to do so. And in doing so, I have found uh, the, the switch just so magnificent from, from finding things to do or feeling like desperate to have something to do to kill time or to spend my day 
to simply accepting that I don't need to do so much. I don't need to do anything. I can just sit and craft a whole playground in my mind when I close my eyes. So that's been the revelation for me this whole season of coronavirus. The whole season. Oh my gosh, what, are we in season three already? Or what? <laughs> Holy I think crap. So, yeah. They, wow. they so, keep extending it. So many characters have come in and out, even though we're the only two main roles in well, our. Well, I've seen all your Bible, your personalities. <laughs> yeah, every personality. Oh, <laughs> Laughs in 23 the, personalities. <laughs> the prankster, the policeman, the control freak, the mopey person. Yeah, the uh, teenager. Yeah, and we were on this call last night with uh, one of Olivia's mentors. And God, we call him. God. Okay. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this guy was saying something that really resonated with me, that people get lost in their jobs and they get lost in their doing because they're too afraid of being with themselves. And this really resonates also with this Dzogchen practice of, of being with yourself and and being afraid of not the experience of doing something, but of how you will react to the experience because you don't know how you'll react. So people will fill up their days with the doingness so they don't have to go into the beingness. And what I have found from this whole session is that there is more, there's more opportunity to be without doing. And it's actually created more productivity when <laughs> when the doing this happens mm -hmm. because while you're in this being state and you embrace it you actually have time to clarify a, a, a vision an outcome objectives I was just talking with my you know I'm gonna call on my team yeah I was just talking with my team yesterday about how we can set goals and we can start to execute and start to just uh, quote, get traction is what a lot of people In want to do. Scene. Yeah. They, you know, start hustling. I want to be productive. I want to be, I want to be valuable. So I need to do. And I said, no, no guys, we have to slow down and I want you to be, and I want you to clarify what it is that you want. And I want you to clarify objectives and really think in terms of what you want as opposed to how to do it. Right. Because people automatically go to this divergent thinking. They open up Pandora's box and then they just start working from there before yeah. choosing something, getting clear, and then converging back down into a decisive action to take next. But based on purpose and on clarity of vision, right? Yeah, it has to be. It yeah, has to be. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, that's deep. Um, what do I get from that? Like, oh, it just, I, like, as you were speaking, so many thoughts were coming to mind. But yeah, um, it's this idea, this, this switch for me has been the shift in the paradigm of, as you say, rather than being external and finding uh, ways to divert my energy because, and you know, the Buddhist practice says like, we're scared of discovering that there is nothing. Mm. There is nothingness. We are nothing. We are void. We are empty. You know, and this fear, of course, the ego is like it it doesn't want to face that. And therefore, we find things to do because we think that in doing we will get our value. Oh, look at me. I am accomplishing this. I am finishing this task. I mean, there's nothing wrong with finishing tasks. Definitely you should. However, if you feel like you are getting your sense of who you are from the things that you are able to accomplish then that is giving your power away, in my humble opinion, um, and everyone else who writes very good books, <laughs> mm -hmm. in saying so that, you know, it doesn't, your value doesn't lie outside of 
of yourself as a human being. That's why we are called human being and not human doing, right? But how often do we actually allow for that space to explore nothingness, to explore emptying ourselves, to explore going to this place where in meditation, it's not that you shut your mind because the mind's job is to be active the ego is always like active and trying to take you away from the place of stillness and emptiness however if you allow yourself to go to that place you it's like like truly it's like unplugging from life and plugging into source into divine energy to god whatever you want to call it and there is so much space that you create in your brain in your thoughts in your energy as well in your emotions because you balance yourself out that when you come back into, let's say, earthly mode, you have that space. And then therefore you can move new energy instead of continue to work with the muddiness that is there, like thought upon thought upon thought. No, it's like clean slate and then you build anew. So this for me has been a revelation to like sit and not do. Remember that I am a human being. So I've explored a lot more of this beingness and what I've discovered is so much love. Like truly, yesterday you came, you gave me a hug, and I was just I that that just broke me because I was already feeling very emotional, isn't even. I was just overwhelmed, overtaken by a huge sense of love for myself, for the people around me, for you, for my friends, my family, for opportunities. And it, it I couldn't hold it in. It was so much that it just came out in tears. Out of, and the tears were gratitude, just pure joy and gratitude for everything that is present in my life as a blessing. And I don't think that I would have been able to arrive at this place had I not silenced the ongoing thoughts and sat in silence to just realize that I am blessed, that I am worthy, that I am valuable. Yeah. I think this, this sitting in silence, something that I really came to realize and to understand, and this has to do with meditation, reading, or any other kind of mindfulness practice. Malcolm Gladwell says there's there's something about being a journalist. You have to be ready to go down a path that doesn't go anywhere. And you have to do those things. You have to go wandering yeah. sometimes. And you have to be okay. It's essentially what you're... Uh, what we were mentioning about kind of detaching from the outcome mm -hmm. and you have to be okay with just going down these paths. And I feel that that's, that's kind of what meditation is reading. Of course you're consuming and, and there are things to be gleaned. There are, there is knowledge to be ingested, but meditation in, in particular, it's like if you, if you are an investor and you were looking at the company, which is you, from an outside perspective and you say, okay, for, um, I, I have eight hours worth of productivity and one eighth of those hours is spent literally doing nothing. Like what would you as an outside investor say to that? You say, well, that's one eighth of the productivity that I could be getting something from that is set doing nothing. You're not even strategizing. You're not thinking, mm -hmm. you're not doing anything. It doesn't make sense, but it is really training kind of the mind to say, it's okay. I am abundant. I have time for you to consciously sit down and, 
and not even to, to sit down and not do anything, I think signals the subconscious mind to say everything's okay. Because if you're always rushing, we're always jumping from meeting to meeting to meeting all day long, 10 plus hours a day, the mind has this feeling of scarcity. Yeah. Oh, there's not enough time. And you know what? And I'm reading right now, uh, Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza. And this dude's just amazing. And it's exactly what you're saying, because what people don't know uh, is that we have the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems. And by doing, and when you are in this hustle mode, why, why do people get so hooked up on it? Because it is actually, people do get hooked up on it. And then if they are not in hustle mode, they feel like they are a failure. Right. It's because it triggers adrenaline and cortisol because it, it mimics the fight or flight mode. Right. So, you know, in prehistoric times, this these this was the way for us to remain well to survive. There's a tiger. There's a lion. There's God knows what out there. Um, you know, cougar women out there hunt, hunting. Hello. <laughs> wow. And and you were given a boost of, you know, your pupils are dilating. You like secrete these hormones to make you superhuman so that you are able to survive. But nowadays we don't have tigers and lions and cougar. Well, we do have cougar women out there. But, <laughs> you know, like so. But we are still operating under that same logic. So we are actually running ourselves dry. Our, our mental capacity and also our body, like our organs are, are just drained, you know? So the opposite of that fight or flight mode happens in the parasympathetic nervous system. And when the parasympathetic nervous system is activated, the other one deactivates. And this is the rest and restore mode. And this is what happens when you do practices like meditation, like yoga, like Tai Chi, using your breath and directing your attention to what is present without with like noticing I don't need to fight or flight you know I don't need to be be in this hustle mode so then you're able to allow the mind to rest and this is what I feel like in modern day time we are not being good at we are not really accomplishing this in the right way or we're not going about it in the right way because we are simply not taught how important it is to rest and sometimes notice how people might go to sleep and you still wake up and you're still tired but it's because sleeping does not equal rest rest is different like going into a deep state of surrender and trusting and realization is 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 it for some it's quite challenging you know it took me years to figure out how to do that as well so there's people out there battling insomnia and whatnot. And it's all, it all breeds in the mind and how we, out of ignorance, not really knowing how to work with tools, um, we don't watch what we are thinking. We don't watch what emotions are rising and how we are handling them. Or most oftentimes we're not handling emotions. We're just suppressing them. Anger, fear, frustration, like all these feelings that we don't want to have, that we resist then we push them down, like shove them under the carpet, like, yeah, I'll deal with you later, or I won't deal with you at all. I don't want you in my life. But guess what? It never goes away because energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It needs to be channeled and it needs to be transmuted. You know, so this is the art precisely of alchemy, which is noticing first and foremost awareness, which is one of your favorite, favorite words mm -hmm. I know. Becoming aware, oh, this is coming up for me. Oh, here's a thought that I don't really want to grow into a full-grown tree or a plant, like the little princess, the baobab seeds, you know, mm. that if you don't take care and you don't tend for your 
your seeds, the baobabs, they grow into these humongous trees that can take over your planet. So he says in The Little Prince, if you haven't read it by St. Exupery, it's one of my favorites as well, uh, that you need to constantly watch your baobab plants and you need to go and tend to them so that they don't take over. And these are your thoughts, but not just your thoughts, but also the emotions. Because men tend to go and lean more towards the analytical brainy aspect and therefore, you know, they go and attach to thoughts and chasing thoughts like chasing butterflies. Whereas women, we tend to be more emotional and we tend to live in the emotions. And you can, you, so many women, like we can all think of at least one case, you know, if it's not your mom, like for most everyone, it's like the mom, but um, who lives in the emotions. Like, oh, I feel happy, I feel sad, I feel, and so it's like a turbulent ongoing like here and there of emotions and they don't get a grip a handle on it so the thoughts nor the emotions are you so who are you <clears throat> that's i think that what for me at least i've discovered through meditation is emptiness it's just space i am all of it and nothing at the same time so yeah that was like a long answer <laughs> but fuck, i get inspired I was, I was watching you globe trotting yeah. Speaking of globetrotting and basketballs, what you... What, Baobabs. No, 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 no. Globetrotters are basketball players. Uh, okay. Yeah. I always learn something with you. Um, I, I heard on a podcast a while back that LeBron James, who is one of the best basketball players in the history of the universe, there's, there's a reason that LeBron is so successful and continues to be successful because most people just look at basketball players... Their stats on the court. When they are on the court, they're looking at what's being put up. This is like the go. This is the hustle. This is the productivity mode. And when you you can be, you know, throughout the basketball season, you might be playing one game a week, or um, you know, I don't I don't really follow sports that much, so I'm just going by what I vaguely remember from this podcast. But it was really interesting the concept. So during the season, you're playing maybe one game a week, maybe two games a week, something like this. But during March Madness, where it's like the uh, championships these teams are playing back-to-back games like mm-hmm. four maybe games a week mm-hmm. something like this mm-hmm. so now it doesn't yes of course there is still value and merit to the energy that you put on the field but lebron james is not only good during the peaks he also really knows how to handle the valleys and he also knows how to rest and recuperate it's a yes, skill absolutely. and it's something that you can develop so while everybody is out there developing the doing this yeah eventually the you can't just have a peak all the time that's not how life works crash. life works yeah. in rhythm in it waves. works it works in waves it works in balance and flow there's peaks and there's valleys yes. and that's just you can't Marissa Peer was saying you can't inhale all the time she's a hypnotherapist for those who don't know britain's number one celebrity hypnotherapist at that you can't exhale all your life nothing blooms all season long so why should you and this is what the the whole point of this um, LeBron James story represent Ohio by the way Yay! is that not only is he good on the court but there's a special aspect of his his player dumb his mindset <laughs> yeah well that's a yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. to Jacqueline Wilman mindset <laughs> <laughs> everything is a mindset it's not only his peaks, but he's he's understanding that you can't just slack off. And he takes his sleep seriously. He takes his rest seriously. Right. He takes his meditation seriously. So although there is plenty to do, and it's almost if 
If you were lucky enough to have your job still intact during the coronavirus time, you probably found that there was seeming more to actually do during the day. But I would challenge that and say there's not actually more to do. There's just less border for you to say, okay, I'm starting, I'm stopping work. And it kind of bleeds mm-hmm. into, into your personal life. So there's still the peak, which is the doing this, but there's also the valley that's important. And you have to be the one to, to define when yeah. the peak starts and when the valley yeah. when the valley stops. Yeah. And again, as you're talking about peaks and valleys, to me, this is like, uh, again, parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems need to like, you know, why, why is it that we say work hard, play hard? Right. Why don't we say work hard, rest hard, work hard, plague hard, plague hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sorry. But uh, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but it's it is true. And uh, I find that productivity like amplifies when you allow yourself to go into deep rest mode and also go into a and in this deep rest mode. Also, if you work with visualizations, for example, get so clear on what you want to get out you know currently i'm in an accountability group uh with well i'm the only woman there so this is a sense of pride for me and these guys are all super great achievers like they are men who i look up to i respect greatly and our mentor who is a guy who has done like he's he's very well versed with startups and he took over his family business and flipped it over like it was a dying business. And he flipped it over and has, I think he manages more than seven startups. I don't know. Super successful guy. Also very heart-centered, which I respect very much so. And very aware and cognizant of how energy works. And he says there is something he calls the, the king system. That the king basically is the, the one who dreams big. So that the king's only duty sole purpose is to ask the big big questions like how, what do i want for my kingdom how do i want my people to experience me like and and their lives through my ruling right and that's all he does and we go through this phase for like a whole month of just asking and dreaming and and becoming aware of who we are what are our talents and what can we bring and give to this world so before we even do anything we get so clear on who we are and what we want and what's going to best support the, the, the dream that we want. And then only we go into coordinating. And then after coordinating, which is more of the strategy aspect, still not doing, only mm. thinking mm. like the chess players. When you see, like, why, you know, if you don't know a single thing about chess and you look at people play chess, it looks boring as fuck. Because you're like, why are they taking forever? They're just like staring at the thing. But because they're running the games in the head, they're they're trying to like, much like at war in a battlefield, mm-hmm. kind of think of what is the opponent going to do? If I move this, how are they going to react? So going into coordinator mode and then only once you have your game plan clear, then you start to execute. And when you execute, it's like guerrilla mode. It's like you go full on and that's the true hustle mode. And it's for a short span of time. Mm -hmm. And then guess what comes after that? The glorious resting time. Yes. Brewskis. Mojitos on the beach. You you name it. Yes. But, But this mentor of ours was saying, oftentimes, if you do not actually... Uh, respect the rest mode if you think oh well yeah I can still do some more I don't need to rest as much you are losing 
because in the rest mode, you, you have, you, this is where you reignite your creativity for round two, because it comes in waves. You know mm. that you will come again season. to the big ass questions and ask yourself, okay, that was amazing. Now for, for round two, for season two, what can I optimize? How can it be better? So this rest mode is again, a certain asking of questions, but it comes in a passive mode. It's more of you are open, receptive, and you're also celebrating. Because what is life if you're always on fucking hustle mode? You know, when do you have the time to acknowledge what you've done, to look back and say, hey, I'm a trooper, you know, and like, again, if you are basing your value on what you do, you're going to run yourself dry. Whereas if you are aware and you know that everything comes in waves and in seasons, you can take that opportunity. And I think this is the great gift of this season of coronavirus. Let's hope it's the only season. Mm. Um is to just give ourselves some credit for everything that life has been for us, for the struggles, for the pains, for just and acknowledging that we are human and that something so external that we have no control over can still come and teach us something. And it can also, at least for me, it can soften us inside, you know, less of the hustle, hustle, doing, doing, and more so of the compassion, kindness, you know, this is when we are coming together to cooperate and collaborate. You know, so many people have opened up classes on, you know, free classes online to support because of what's going on. So I think it's there is beauty. There is something still to celebrate in spite of, of course, all the bad things that have happened. But I think that there are blessings. There are silver linings um, to this whole thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I think there's, of course, both. Of course, both the good and the bad. I wouldn't say that the that the virus in itself or the pandemic itself is a gift, but some of the things that happened as a byproduct. Of Absolutely, course, I think people have. I mean, are averse to it being phrased like that. And again, it is use of language. You know, I'm not saying that. Oh, it's amazing that it happened. What I'm saying is. It has happened. And how? what is the attitude that we take out of it? And nothing is good or bad. Exactly. Nothing is good or bad. It's just perspective. It just is. And what we're saying here is. and what we're bringing yeah, today is what have been the, the learnings, I guess, for you, for me. Because we, I mean, yes, we do live together, but also um, we have had similar experiences, I guess, with going deeper into the spiritual practice of meditating and of going more into that rest and restore mode and know that there that not only that there is nothing wrong with the rest and restore but that is that it is something that moving forward when when we start to get back to normal life like I will definitely try to you know to to make space for that so if you've ever jumped on a trampoline I love trampolines but if you want to jump as high as you possibly can, what do you have to do? You have to push yourself down and try and stretch down as far as you possibly mm -hmm. can in order to shoot up as high as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. So if you're going, going, going all the time and you're not allowing yourself to bow into the into the, the rest and yeah. rest and restoration that's going to catapult you then to the next peak then you're completely sabotaging yourself yeah. take that time just as uh, uh someone once told me that success is like a slingshot you have to pull yourself back in order to launch yourself forward mm -hmm. i mean of course it was like some sort of sales pitch where you have to mm -hmm. invest a bunch of money in order to get ahead mm -hmm. 
But I think, you know, the concept still holds true that there, there is an element of doing the things that are not doing. <laughs> You're just being in like, yeah. and, and resting and restoring. Yeah. Your hair is nice. Your Finally, beard, your beard. I don't know. Finally, so, I get on some that note, compliments. we're gonna go and discuss Austin's beard mm. and what to do with such amount of hair because uh, lions and, and dragons are not around anymore. Lions and tigers and bears. <laughs> oh my! Gummy bears. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there is one more thing that I want to bring up. If if you do still have a job and you're working with the team and everybody's working remote and you're having online video conferencing and things like that, something that my team and I explored is we have a, a weekly meeting on Mondays mm -hmm. and there's eight of us and usually we each get an, an equal amount of time to share. And often when we jump right in, mm -hmm. we run out of time and the last two to three people have to shorten their share. This is like a connection call, by the way. Mm -hmm. And last week we tried something new where we took a minute of silence at, oh. the, at the beginning and then we just lived in that energy of silence and stillness throughout the meeting. And we actually had like 10 minutes at the end of the meeting after everybody had shared and everybody felt so fulfilled and they felt wow. punctual and they felt um, saturated. Yeah. And it was just so interesting to like, think that we don't have to go, go, go yeah. all the time, but if we are actually conscious of the space, mm -hmm. actually conscious of the breath, we allow for the most important things to come out. Wow. So I would just challenge you to uh, embrace the space. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have listened all the way through, yay. I hope that you enjoyed it and that you got loads from it. And uh, yeah, if you want to send me a message, I always love connecting with you. So you can do that by uh, sending a message to connect at oliviamercado.com or you can follow me on Instagram at oliviamercado.yoga. I would love to hear from you. Yeah, guys, I'm reaching out to all the awakened men out there. I'm host, I host a free weekly men's circle. It's called Become the Truth. You can find it on Facebook as an event. Make sure you register. If you want to follow me on social media, you can do facebook.com slash Austin Wilman official. I'd be happy to talk to you about life, about awareness, about becoming more congruent with your truth and how that reflects in your career, in your relationships, and in your life in general. Thanks for listening. Peace out. See ya.